I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Utah Puck Report. I'm your host, Jay Stevens. We've got an awesome cast of hosts today and an awesome guest, so we're pretty lucky. Evan Stofflet, kind of kind of like the official other guy. Yeah, it's it's fun. I like to you know become a mainstay out here, so hopefully I can not mess up too bad and stay with it. Well, yeah. I don't know what the rules are, so you can just keep coming as long as I know. You can just make them up then. Perfect. Uh, we also have Nick Fernelius, going to be one of our, uh, our guests today. Good to be here again. Guest host, so I hope you got some creative questions. For our special guest from the Utah Grizzlies, Tegan Zahn. Glad to be here. Tegan, it's good to have you out, man. Like you're uh I've met you a few times. You've been in and out of the the Grizzlies organization. And I, I want to talk to you about that, because that's that's a you're in a unique spot where you were here and then you were the enemy. Yeah. And now you're back. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Uh like you said, I was here what was it, six years ago? Uh, I was on contract with uh, Norfolk in the AHL, so I got sent down here. I enjoyed it here. Um, ended up signing in Colorado, was there for four years, and then uh, once they become became an AHL team, had to find a different spot to play. So I knew Tim, I, I knew the organization, and uh, I I got an opportunity and I pounced on it right away. Really, I thought you'd—I thought maybe they just reassigned you here. I didn't know that you came over as a free agent. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I came over as a free agent. Uh, won the Kelly Cup in Colorado that year, and they were moving up to the AHL, so I had to find a new place to play. And uh, Tim actually offered me uh, a player coach role last year so that's what i was i was a player coach kind of get my foot in the door that's yeah. what i want to do when i'm done so it was a good opportunity and uh i i enjoy it here and uh i'm glad to be here so how's that going to work for you this year being the player coach like how do you decide if you're in the lineup or on the bench um it well, it's going to depend on injuries. Like, if there's a lot of injuries, I'll probably be playing more than yeah. coaching. But, uh, like, right now our team's pretty healthy, so I'm going to be – I might not play as many games and get to experience what it's like to uh, – what goes be on behind the scenes, basically. Yeah, because you guys are pretty healthy right now yeah. and pretty deep. Yeah. Man, it's it's been blowing my mind seeing some of the points that you guys are putting up this year. Yeah, we have uh, we have four healthy lines up front, and I think we have eight D-men. So oh. right now we're we're healthy, and uh, we have a very good team. I mean, our record might not show it right now, but uh, when you see us in the long run, we're, we'll we'll have an exciting team. Yeah, there's no doubt. Like when you see like that is it Josh Dickinson? Yeah, what Josh. is he? He's tearing it up. Oh yeah, he had. Uh, couple back-to-back hat tricks uh what was it a couple weeks ago yeah uh very skilled forward um he's an exciting player that's for sure yeah, he, i think he had a, like a five-point night against allen or something yeah. it was unreal yeah 
All right, so I, I do want to talk more about that, but I also want to get to know you a little bit more. And uh, we just, because that's the one thing is you guys come in and we don't really get a chance to know you. Right. And I, that's the one thing the show's really been able to do is, you know, we get to know Kanasswitch a little bit more. Some of us more than we probably should or, or want to. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, and then Tim's been in a few times. And are you the captain this year? I'm not. Taylor Richard is. Oh, Taylor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Taylor's a good dude. He's a good leader. Yeah. Uh, so where are you from originally? I'm from uh, Bethune, Saskatchewan. So it's uh, like 45 minutes northwest of Regina. Okay. Um, and then for everybody else in Utah, you're going to have to tell what's Regina 45 minutes away from. So they know. Uh, it's like an hour. Uh, well, <laughs> it's just, a couple hours, uh, I guess, north of the United States border, basically. So pretty close yeah, so, and then you grew up playing hockey there, and then when did you leave home to play, or where did you play your youth hockey? I grew up playing in Bethune up until my, uh, what was it, Bantam year, which I would have been 14, I guess, and then moved away. I went to Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, and played my second year Bantam there. Uh, that was basically the draft year, like leading up into the draft year for the WHL. So I wanted to get a little more exposure, better hockey. So I went to Moose Jaw, played there. Um, then following that, I got drafted in the first round in the WHL to Saskatoon Blades. And so I had to play one more year of midget in Moose Jaw, midget AAA. And then I was five years in the WHL with Saskatoon. Wow. And then were you drafted in the NHL or did you? I was actually very rare, but I was drafted <laughs> twice. I got oh, drafted the, uh, the eighteen twenty two. I got eight. Uh, I got drafted at eighteen, and out of juniors, you basically have two years to sign a contract or your rights get like you get put back in the draft, basically. Yeah. And my second year. Uh, that they had my rights, they I ended up breaking my leg. So I only played like half that season, and I didn't end up signing with them. So I re-entered the draft and got drafted in the seventh round by Tampa Bay. Who drafted you the first time? Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Very uh, rare. <clears throat> yeah, that is rare. Yeah. You, I, you hear about it every once in a while, and I, I knew it was because somebody just did it recently, They but they refused to sign. Yeah. And then yeah. re-entered. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. And then, uh, so you go with Tampa Bay. How do you end up in Utah? Uh, so I end, I didn't end up signing an NHL contract at all. I went back and played my overage year in Saskatoon. Um, from there, I think I got a tryout with the Kings. Didn't impress anybody, I guess, and ended up going <laughs> back to... I did one year of Canadian uh, University, the CIS it's called. Um, had a decent year. Decided school wasn't for me, though, so I... Uh, I ended up signing uh, American League two-way with uh, Oklahoma City and ended up in Stockton at the time. Okay. And then what else? Um, The following year, I signed uh, American League one-way with Norfolk, and that's when I got sent down to Utah. All right. So if you're on a one-way and you get sent down, you're still making... Good money. Yeah. yeah, good money. Yeah, good money. Can't complain. <laughs> yeah, that's no, no housing problem. expenses. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Um, so what, what was your first thought when you come to Utah? Had you heard stuff about Utah before? Uh, obviously, the year prior, I was in Stockton, so we played Utah a couple times, and I knew they had an unreal uh, facility. Um, 
didn't really know much about Salt Lake City or anything like that, so it was a little bit eye opening when I when I did come here to play. Um, but overall, I love it. I love it here. So yeah, yeah. What kind of culture shock do you go through? So like, like what things? And just be as blunt as possible. What? Because we can edit it out later. <laughs> What kind of things kind of caught you off guard when you first moved here? Or what, what shocked you? Well, it was more like you want to go have a team party and just the rules on being out at the bar and what when, what you can do, what you can't do. Yeah. For me, like I can, normally you can go around and get in with a Canadian ID. Not here. You have to have your passport with you. Stuff like that. Just a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, obviously the religious part of it was yep. a little bit different. Um, other than that, that was, that was the biggest culture shock, I guess, was just the bars and the religion. Do you, Evan, when, when guys come in, when you were with the Grizzlies, did you kind of like, all right, I'm going to intercept this guy and tell him, like, give him a lowdown on Utah? Not so much. It was kind of fun to see him discover it on their own. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I liked about it, but, um... Yeah, there's always grumbles and gripes, like, oh, you know, last call is 1 o'clock, stuff like yeah. that. But you kind of get used to it, and it just becomes part of your everyday. Yeah. Every, you know, that's just, just what you got to deal with. So that's it is right. what it is. Yeah. You got to plan around it a little bit. Yeah. Like, did you did you guys have, like, out-of-state out of or out-of-country guys coming to the U, like, that had to go through that? Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot of East Coast guys, and uh, definitely had to give them the lowdown on what you can, what you can't do, what to expect a little bit when you're going out, that yeah. kind of stuff, so for sure. You know, we had, um, when the Grizzlies were in the AHL, we had uh, Trevor Daly. I think he's with Detroit now. I know he's still in the NHL, but I'm not yeah, sure where. I think it's Detroit. I think he's with Detroit. And uh, he stayed with us for a little bit, but he uh, he told me, he's like, it took a lot of getting used to. Like, his, He wasn't even here a full season, I don't think, or maybe, I don't know. But he was telling me, he's like, it took a little getting used to, used to but he's like, uh, Undercover, Utah and Boise are two of the best places mm-hmm. I've ever been. He's like, I, For and sure. he's a Toronto guy, right? Yeah. And he's like, I love it here. He's like, I had to get used to the rules. He's like, but you have beautiful women, and he loved the mountains and just being able to go out and do stuff. He's like, it's just different than Toronto. Mm-hmm. He's like, once he got, he's like, I think I'm going to retire here. Of course, that was 15 years ago, and he's been in several other cities since then. But it's uh, it's good to hear that from a guy that's, you know, he was definitely a clubber and definitely somebody that enjoyed a night out. There's a lot to offer here, yeah. kind of different things, you know, you, the outdoorsy, the mountains. If you like that, Vegas is, what, a five-and-a-half-hour drive, so yeah. it's yeah. easy to shoot down there to get your fix. Yeah, four-and-a-half in the juke. No, yeah. guess not. <laughs> Put it in turbo and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, away you go. <laughs> uh, so, so, Tegan, you you, uh, you have a couple years here, and you I remember it because I was on the bench quite a bit, I think. Yeah. And uh, you were definitely a crowd favorite here. Yeah. And uh, and you know you are. Like, you know when you're you're the guy that's being requested for all the, you know, public, you know, whatever, going out in public and, yeah. and doing all the workout. And you seem to enjoy that role, too. You, you always seem to be the one that was good to go out, and you went to all the, you know, primary children's and yeah. all that stuff. And uh, the crowd loved you. And then you left. And then you come back in the rivals' jerseys, and I saw. And then I'm still on the bench for the Grizzlies, and I'm seeing, like the Grizzlies fans are 
pretty mellow, but they actually had signs. Did oh, you yeah. see the signs oh, against yeah. you and stuff? Oh, yeah. You'd see them up against the glass and warm ups. You just got to laugh at it, though. Like, yeah. what can you do about it? Yeah. You, you embrace it. You're Makes it fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you were... You were pretty physical then too, so like it seemed like when you were here the first time, you were playing more of a yeah, skill game, yeah. and then you went more physical. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, I uh, I had to change my role a little bit uh, when I went to Colorado. I became a little bit more of uh, in your face, aggressive, might have to fight, and yeah. uh, I feel like that the second go around here, that's why the fans like me that much, is because. Last year, there wasn't that many fights, and I was in quite a few of them, if there were. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, uh, that makes it easy to be one of the crowd favorites, I guess. If you'll fight, favorite. yeah. Yeah. So, was that something you had in your game before? Like, had you uh, you played in the dub. There's... Yeah. Yeah, when I played in the WHL, I was a stay-at-home defenseman, like I am now. Um, it was more when I went to call, like, the university that I... I kind of realized like it was a little bit easier and I could try to, I guess, improve my skills a little bit. So for three years, I improved my skills. And then I kind of, as I got older, I went back to the way I was in junior, more stay at home and uh, more physical and more in your face, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's cool, and, and that's and that's how you like to play now. Yeah. That's that's your game. Yeah, I love it. I, <laughs> it's, I, I it's wouldn't change it for anything. Now, yeah. yeah. Um. So how is it now? Because do you remember the fans that were holding the signs against you before? Oh yeah, uh, and fan, now you now you see them now. Yeah, you, fans. Even, like last year, they'd come up to me after jersey signings or anything like that, and be, they'd laugh and say, "Oh, did you see my sign from a couple years ago?" And I'd just have to laugh at it and say, <laughs> "Yeah, I remember it." You gotta love it though. Yeah. I mean, because they're they're hockey fans, oh, yeah. and, and it's. That's the one good thing is we do have a core of fans that yeah. do get into it and they do know who you are That's and because right. you get there's another couple thousand people in that building that don't they don't pay attention to yeah. anything. Well, that's the atmosphere you want too. It's I mean it adds for the home team because yeah. the fans get riled. Yeah, the away team loves it because they can kind of give it back <laughs> yeah. and forth with them. So and it just creates a fun place to be for top-down fans to players. Because you've been that before, too. You were, like, one of our captains here. You were you had an A on your jersey, and then the next season you're playing against us. Mm-hmm. And, they got traded. Oh, yeah. It was actually weekend, so I got traded on a Wednesday and then basically followed the bus to Bakersfield <laughs> to play against Utah. And then the following week, Bakersfield was in Utah. So my first oh, yeah. three or four games was against the team I literally just played for. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> It's I don't really so uh, you know obviously being an e-bug you don't have that much experience in any of that stuff. I only had it when I went from Weber to the U. And it went it it still had it like I still had a bunch of people chanting against me when I came back it it, it broke my heart. I played with Weber for 4 years and I came back with the U and they were all chanting against me, but energizing. Yeah. But being a goalie they always chant against you no matter what. So I got it's part it's something you get used to but um, I just thought it was it's so maybe it's not rare because a lot of East Coast League guys go there you know on multiple teams yeah. but, but the the role you played because you were definitely the fan favorite and then you were definitely the most hated in like Grizzlies fans would talk about it all the time they didn't care about any of the other teams and Idaho's rivalry took a backseat to Colorado for a while yeah because of you mainly 
And you got in some pretty dirty scraps, pretty nasty scraps back in the... I remember like watching you play. I'm like, I, oh, I know Tegan from before and whatever. And then the, the very next year, you're like, you were definitely way more physical and definitely in everybody's face. And yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't know that of him. He was pretty intense. So that's cool. So um, speaking of all that, the games that we've had this year, um, very physical. Lots of... Uh, is that... Something new is that just the new East Coast League? Is that something new with the Grizzlies roster? Uh, I wouldn't say it's with our roster. I mean, I feel like the last couple of years we've had uh, a little bit more of a rival rivalry against uh, Rapid City. Yeah, and that's who we played the, this past weekend. So you saw a lot of penalty minutes that weekend. Um, the sta- the standard in hockey right now it's uh they're kind of nitpicky on like slashing penalties and stuff like that so there's a lot more minors going on so yeah, yeah. well i noticed a lot more i mean there was a couple of pretty good tilts against rapid city yeah and i think with idaho too right uh yeah uh we have a guy patty mcgrath he's uh he's a little uh, spark plug he'll he'll basically fight anybody and he's been in i think three fights right already this year so and what do you guys have six games seven yeah six games yeah, yeah. oh yeah he's gonna wear himself I out know. <laughs> well there's a new there's a new uh rule this year where you can get into i think it's 10 and then you get suspended a game and, uh, and then after that? after 14 you get suspended two games or something like that oh wow they yeah, did the American was, League a couple years yeah. ago, right? No. Yeah, I don't know if they're just trying it out or what what the plan is, but yeah, it's it a bit frustrating. I never thought that would trickle down to the coast just because, I mean, that's that's a lot of tickets. Yeah, that's, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Well, and it's as much as they try to to stop fighting in hockey and you'll hear this this statement all the time is I get people asking me for tickets or I'll give you know we'll get winners from the show that have never been to a game before or whatever and then they just the next comment back is like there were fights it was so awesome like they just it's part of the game oh yeah it's it's the entertainment value of the, of coming to a game right you get to see guys fight I yeah. mean you don't get to see that very often you can't just go fight a guy on the street like, you get to <laughs> yeah, that's frowned upon exactly yeah. so. it's a visceral experience yeah. to see well, that competition yeah. and that much passion in something yeah. it's, and you watch soccer or well most people don't watch soccer but like if you watch a soccer game or you watch a basketball game and you got somebody running their mouth or they act like they're hurt, it's like in hockey. If you dive like that, you're going yeah. to take a beating. You're going to lose a tooth or two if you play like that. And that's good to see you see people held accountable. Yeah. And I don't want to see that change from the game. I don't want to see a ton of guys getting concussions and and costing them because you know we're like I'm friends with George Peros who is literally one of the smartest guys I've ever known in my life. And when you talk to him on the phone, you would never know what you, the other end of the phone looks like because he's he's so smart. Right. He's such a genius. And 
he had a long career in the NHL, but he could have had a lot longer career had he not suffered so many concussions from eating fists. And the last one was from just a fluke. I don't know if you guys seen that. He he just he fell weird trying to punt. He was still winning the fight and just fell weird and then smacked his head on the ice, and that was the end of his career. That's so, what ended my season last year. I got in a fight, and my head bounced off the ice. <laughs> really? That's, yeah. Jeez. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I don't, like, it's... I don't want to see it go away from the game. I don't want to see guys' careers cut short from concussions. But there's got to be a balance. Is the balance the 10 game and then you get suspended? I, I don't think it is. Like, personally, I think, um, like, obviously you see fighting in hockey is obviously went way down. Oh, yeah. it's, it's more of having guys out there to more or less, I guess, police the game. Like, if there's a dirty hit, like... Someone's got to step up and might have to do something about it, right? And right. I think that's the way it should be. Like, if I'm going to deliver a dirty hit, well, I might have to fight because of it. Yeah. So. And it should be that way. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't want to. It also sucks. I, I, was it the WHL? There was a pretty dirty hit, and the guy went to stick up for the for his guy, and then just got immediately knocked out too. <laughs> so you got to send the right yeah. guy. Yeah. And a lot of teams don't have the right guy anymore. A lot of, you don't have a George Peros right. anymore, or you know Clifford. He's on like those guys. That's a dying breed. Mm-hmm. You have you usually have a a play. Well, like a guy that has a level of talent, and then will still fight. That's I think that's the role you fill. Yeah. You, you definitely have. You can be out in any situation. You're a power play penalty kill guy, but you'll also fight. Yeah, I think that's more or less what it's coming to now is you got to still be like you got to be able to play the game you got to be able to move you got to be able to you got to have some skill in your game and you can't just be basically a one-trick pony you got to go out there and have something else in your game and have that edge to you yeah because we had when i I sent a bunch of games with the idaho steelheads and we had that jeremy yablonski he could not turn left (laughs) he he was a uni turner he could only go one way and I've never seen that in that league, and he knew it, and everybody would make fun of him for it, but you would make fun of him oh. from the other uh, a distance. Yeah. Because that dude was a monster. Yeah. He was built like a pyramid upside down. Like, he just, and he was such a good fighter. Yeah. Because you couldn't hurt him. But anyway, guys like that, I, 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 you just don't see him anymore. You're right. You have to be able to, to play the game. And, but a lot of the guys that can play the game don't want to fight. That's right, yeah. So, what else do we have to look forward to with your team this year, do you think? Uh, like I said, we're, we're very skilled. Uh, I think we're, once we get in the groove a little bit, uh, we'll we'll have something special here, that's for sure. So, hopefully we can uh, start turning around soon and get on the right foot. Yeah. How do you, um, is Hunter Miska still up or is he back? He's up right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't look into it to see why. I, I I don't know how long he's going to be gone. I'm pretty excited about seeing him play. I talked to Tim about it. Tim and I had disagreements on because I was told by other by goalie people that Hunter Misk is a goalie of the future, and uh, I, I don't I don't know if that's right or wrong, and I don't know how he ended up here or whatever. But I'm excited to see him play. And you you guys have depth at all positions, and. Uh, yeah, it's a bumpy start so far, yeah. but when you see a guy putting up as many points, like it's just unreal the the, the scoring potential that's there. 
Yeah, we have, uh, like you said, our depth is is real. Like it's unbelievable. We have four lines that can all play. We have eight D men that can all play. We right now, well, we have two goalies with Mishka up. Uh, once he comes down, we have three good goalies. We uh, will be exciting. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, do you have any more questions? Uh, I just kind of want to get into the the player coach thing. Um, it, I played for I've one player assistant coach, and the only time he kind of went in was when our head coach got kicked off the ice, and then it was deer in the headlights. Yeah. So he suddenly had to kind of run everything. Um, how has that, I guess, transition been where you had that role last year, but this year it's kind of maybe 60 coach, 40 player, kind of a split like that? Uh, I'm not sure like exactly on how much I'll play. Um, as of right now, it's, uh, I mean, wait and see, basically. You know how it is in the ECHL yeah. level. I mean, injury, like guys get called up, guys get sent down, things Pretty happen quick. quick. So, I mean, you could go from having too many, like sitting out three guys to being short three guys in a weekend. So right now, I mean practice i'm practicing as a player um i haven't went on the band i well, i guess preseason i went on the like behind the bench to coach um but aside from that i haven't been behind the bench in any of the games i'm more of like an eye in the sky mm-hmm. watching the game from up top and then i'll go report to tim and uh ryan during the intermissions on what i see what we can change stuff like that um what else roles that I do for the player coach is uh, I'm doing more video this year a lot of clipping what we're going to see out of this say this weekend we play Idaho so I'll be clipping what we'll see five on five penalty kill power play stuff like that to kind of show the show the team how's uh, the relationship with the players because obviously you're you're a player but you're a coach like it's kind of a weird in between how is that yeah it's it's weird um I mean, it's a little easier now, like, just because I played so many games last, like, I played every game last year and I was a player coach, Mm -hmm. like, tech, I wasn't supposed to be doing that, but we're just, we're always short, so I had to play, um... So it's a little easier this year where I can ease back on playing and do more of the coaching. The guys in the room still know I'm a player coach and but they like they treat me just just the same as uh, any other player. Okay. Yeah. It's it's always a unique dynamic and in the the UK it used to be big. There was player head coaches. Right. So I mean that was kind of all there was and they've kind of phased away from that and you don't see it as much now in the in the East Coast as you did before and it's it's, I don't know if it's just unique to hockey. I feel like it's not one of those things that's in other sports, and it's just it's kind of a weird middle ground where you can uh, – it's, it's just really interesting to me. Yeah, it is. Um, I think you – well, we might have saw it a little bit a few years ago because some of the teams only had one mm-hmm. coach, right, In the, at this level. They would only have a head coach, and they would sign a guy as a player coach just – to have someone else to speak up behind the bench or on the bench even so the reggie dunlop that's what it's not what it's called yeah Yeah, i I feel like that'd be so hard to manage a team and focus on what you need to do to help that team and well and to stay physically ready like to it's it's a different mindset for sure yeah i mean because you say you're practicing that was going to be my question do you practice but when you practice do you uh, you want to coach too, right? And you want to help run drills and practice. And your mind, 
has to, we talked uh, with with Nick earlier. We were talking about uh, changing that mindset and looking at things a, from a different perspective. But you could, you're going to be thrown into a game. Oh, exactly. So that like for you're me, gonna, I just got to be prepared to play when I got to play. Basically, so like right now, if I'm not playing, like I'm still doing skates with the scratches that aren't playing, like stuff like that. I get like you got to stay in shape and be ready when I guess I'm called upon. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, that's that's been my whole life is... <laughs> skating with the scratches? Skating with the scratches. <laughs> <laughs> Being ready for that once, one, or one call every 200 games. But, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, that's that's a hard mindset to be in, and that's but that's a, a great opportunity. And that's that's good for you that you get to get this experience. And, and uh, do you think this is your last year as a player? I thought last year was going to be one of my last years, but uh, ended up coming back for one more. Yeah. Got sucked in for one more. <laughs> um, I just thought, like, last year was hard because I played all the games. I didn't really get to experience, like, being being the player coach. So yeah. I, so I got offered it again, and I, I jumped on it knowing that I probably wouldn't play as much this year. So did you sit down with Tim before and say like, "Hey, last year was great, but this year I want this year I'm hoping to grow on that." Yeah, even last year, like after we lost in the playoffs, uh, year end meeting, I talked to him about it a little bit and just, I like I enjoyed the role last year, but I didn't really get to experience it to its fullest, I guess, because I played so much. Like it's hard to when you're playing that much to to manage it and. Uh, so I think this year will be a good opportunity to see like what goes on behind the scenes. Like I didn't realize like how much paperwork you got to have like yeah. getting Canadians down here. You got to have the right visa, work visas. You got to have your rosters every Monday like sent into the league every Monday. There's you got to like there's a salary cap, so you got to be under that. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that you got to you got that comes into play. So yeah, there's a lot to learn for yeah, sure, yeah. and that's it's. I don't know. Learn it the right way. Yeah. I, Tim's Tim's the right person to teach you. I've seen a lot of guys that uh, run it the wrong way, but it's good to see you're learning it the right way, and that you're going to get these opportunities. And and uh, man, I'm I'm hoping this is a it's a really big year for everybody, and yeah. that uh, you know maybe there's a big offer on the end of, other end of the table for you to at the end of the season to coach somewhere yeah that'd be unreal then that's what i'm that's what my ultimate goal is i want when i'm done i want to step in and become either assistant coach head coach whatever it may be but uh i feel like this is a good opportunity and uh the right opportunity for me to get my foot in the door and uh get prepared to do what i want to do when i'm done playing yeah well, that's awesome. Well, we, we want to have you back in at some point during the, the season and check in with you and see how that's all going and how you're, how you're balancing things like 30, 40 games in. Yeah, I'd love to be back. All right, cool. Any questions for you guys? I'm good for now. It's nice to meet you finally on the yeah. on the same side, I guess. Yeah, that's after, right. I think I, yeah, I would have played against you in yeah. Stockton and Colorado, so it's a small world with hockey, so it's always nice to kind of... Meet an old foe. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, here's your chance. Yeah, I am curious. Uh, you know, playing on the U, I had a few teammates that I had that transitioned to being assistant coaches um, and even now the head coach. Uh, as a player for the Grizzlies and then transitioning to a player coach, 
you know, kind of piggybacking on Evan's relationship question, do you find yourself kind of having to manage, you know, when you're hanging out with the players or, or do you hang out with the players a lot on the weekends kind of thing? Because I know a lot of the my teammates that transitioned to being an assistant coach, they had to sort of manage that as far as coming out to, to hang out with the boys and, and party and that kind of thing. Uh, I wouldn't say so much, like... Um, like I still hang out with the guys. I'll go when we were when we're on a road trip. I'll go eat with them. I'll hang out with them. Um, the only thing, honestly, that's changed for me is I'm staying a little bit later at the rink after practice, doing video clips, stuff like that. Where video they, clips where, and paperwork. Yeah, where they get to go home and do whatever they got to do. I got to stay at the rink a little bit longer to help out. That's basically the only change that I've really seen. Huh. Paperwork, man. <laughs> Got to do it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, as a paramedic, every call I go on, it's it's a 22-page report that I got to do. Every call. Paperwork's just part it's of tedious. being, you know, it's part of being a grown-up, I guess. <laughs> but that's cool. Tegan, we're, we're excited, man. I'm excited that when you came back to Utah, and I know the fans were super excited to have you back, and uh, best of luck this season. We're ex- uh, it's I'm going to be at some games. Evan and I are going to be there. We're going to do some broadcasts from the games. And uh, I know, Nick, you're going to be there too. I'll like, be there. So, uh, good luck. Anything else you want to say to anybody before you go out? No, not really. I just appreciate having me on. And uh, like I said, I, I hope we can uh, fill up the Maverick Center and uh, get a lot of fans out there because we're, we're going to have an exciting team this year. I believe it, man. Everything I've, Every indication is there that this is going to be an exciting team. I mean, you guys are putting up a ton of points. I know that uh, as the season progresses here in the next couple weeks, I think things will tighten up. You guys will f- have figured out the each other and the lines and the systems will will click. And I think it's going to be it's going to be an exciting year. So let's do it. Let's fill up the Maverick Center and let's get everybody out and catch a Grizzlies game. You want to watch hockey? Everybody that's listening to this loves hockey. So uh, we've got we've got college, we've got high school, and of course, if you're going to really go watch pro hockey, go watch these guys that have already played college and. And they're battling to get up there with the avalanche. Uh, Tegan, thanks for being here. Nick, Evan, you guys were awesome. Always good to be here. And uh, that is the Utah Puck Report. <laughs>